You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavs. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, new father, the best one out there. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm a dad. It happened. And not a, and not a dog dad or anything stupid like that. He, <laughs> he's had a dog. He now has a human baby child in his house. Man, it, it really is. Uh, it's cool to be back. But these past uh, this past week has been crazy for my wife and I. Um, we obviously we, we welcomed our first child, our our little boy Roman, to the world, and uh, it was pretty cool. It's been cool. Vince. It's been kind of funny because in uh, in Brazil, the like nickname for baby is Nene. So it's like you know, <laughs> so like that's you know when when my yeah. wife first saw like Nene in the NBA, she's like, that's weird. It's a, you know, it's like baby on the back of his jersey. Maybe so like maybe Nene was like Baby Driver. Have you ever seen that movie? No. <laughs> they just call him Baby. What's your name? Baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, so like my mother in law uh, has been in from Brazil. She's staying with us for a little bit, and then my mom's here right now. But uh, in Portuguese, I've heard Nene like a thousand times. Over the past uh, couple of days, so that's been uh, that's been funny. But so, Nick, I got a question: When kids come for you, are you going to be south of the border or north of the border? What border? During the labor process, are you going to oh, stay? Oh. Are you going to stay stay up towards the top and talk and like game plan like cheer on the wife, or are you going to like, hey, I want to see how everything happens? No, I'm okay. I'm okay to run. Uh... To, to run encouragement that's what i'm gonna run uh, i'm not i'm not running like surveillance and <laughs> listen i'm okay we took these like baby classes and stuff yeah and watched all these videos of like how, how it happened and it was so nasty and like all the different stuff watching the videos and i was like all right there's just no way i can like this <laughs> like that's just over overboard there it got in the moment, bro. I watched it all. Like <laughs> I watched every bit of it, man. And it like it was the craziest thing because I kept on telling her, I was like, if it was anybody else except for my wife, like it sound like it sounds so nasty. And I, that was my plan going in into it. But it's like once you get in the moment, I don't want to be all like cliche or like you know Nicholas Sparks moment here. But it, there's just like so much love, like you just don't care. Like I just didn't care yeah. one bit. And yeah. it's like sun pops out and it's like holy crap this is awesome like and it happens like my wife is only in labor like only push for an hour so mm. we it was just we sunday last sunday it all it all happened we went to the Man. hospital for a couple hours they sent us home we stayed we were at home for like two hours and then we came back because it was like crazy i was doing like 95 miles an hour on 635 to the <laughs> hospital like, zoom, 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 zoom. but uh super long night he came uh, early, early morning on July 30th, and our world has been rocked uh, of no sleep, but he's the cutest thing in the world. Of course, to us, he's super cute, but uh, it's crazy. Another MFFL in the world. Oh, congratulations to the Harrises and uh, Roman, Vincent, Carter, Dirk, Luca, <laughs> Tiago I'm sure Harris. His, I'm sure his cry will make an appearance on the podcast at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys thought dogs were annoying. 
<laughs> oh man, my dog, my golden doodle, man. She's fascinated with him. She's like, yeah, your I don't, Instagram Nick, stories have been hilarious. Nick follows me on Instagram, so it's like he's like, or she just keeps on looking in the crate at him or yeah. in his crib. And <laughs> when he cries, though, she starts barking, and that it oh. gets kind of intense. So, uh, but it's it's good. Our our house is uh, full of joy and no sleep right now. No team, no sleep. Team no sleep. <laughs> Congratulations to the Harrises. We're all excited. The baby finally came. This is this is interesting. Like we've seen this entire process in this podcast. Like the day ones have been here since we found out you guys were pregnant, and now you have the baby. Man, just so much, so much can change and happen. It's pretty awesome to share it with a bunch of people. I'll take a picture of him in front of like a mic and be like the next podcaster. <laughs> I don't even know what will be there in twenty years. You know, like Fill, filling in on lockdown maps. Today. Will podcast even like be a thing and. In- 15 years who knows it could be just like brain downloads we just send like <laughs> instant information to your brain. brain downloads <laughs> it's a new thing man uh i do not apologize for us not talking about anything mavericks for the first five minutes at all uh today what we're getting to is we've got a whole bunch of news a whole bunch of news the uh, nba africa game happened a bunch of random mavericks moves we're going to talk about who's official who's unofficial right now because there's a whole bunch of reports out there we'll talk about where the roster stands couple things from luca uh we got a 2k rating for luca we'll talk yeah. about that we're excited about that so keep listening for that and uh, we'll get to the nba over over unders on wednesday's show so if you're listening for that we're not going to get to that t- today but we'll talk about the mavericks over under and all the other nba teams we'll go through every single one of them and do maybe a longer podcast on that uh might split it in two parts but we'll do it a whole podcast on all those teams coming up on wednesday and, and friday so stick around for that today we're getting to some news. So let's start. Uh, Isaac, let's start right away with Luca's 2K rating. It came out. I'm, I'm just glad it's 2K and not his dogs. <laughs> or oh, his yeah. dog. I think he just has one dog, right? He apparently has one dog, but then his mom also has a dog that's at his, his mom's house that apparently might be his. I don't know. We had some, we had some sources from Slovenia reach out. I had okay, so we did that podcast, which was so much fun. Me and Bryce and Dan. If you guys didn't listen to it, we uh, Nick we, knew better to ask me if I want to be a part of this one. <laughs> I didn't even ask him at all. <laughs> I didn't even talk to him about it. Uh, we ranked. I Br- Bryce made a post where he ranked Luca's dog's Instagram post. So Luca has a dog named Hugo, and he has his own Instagram account. And so Bryce ranked the top ten photos from that account. And so I was just talking to Bryce and Dan, and I was like, "Let's do let's do a podcast about this." And so we just sat down and did like a thirty minute podcast about the rankings. And we discovered that there was another dog, and we thought it was Luca's. And then we had somebody reach out and say that dog is not Luca's; it's just Luca's friends. But the dog's name is Ray Radoncic on instagram so i assumed because it had Doncic as the last name it was lucas but apparently it's not and then uh there was one picture where we like bryce couldn't figure out where it was he was searching and searching and somebody from slovenia reached out and was like hey this is this park i go to it all the time and he sent it to me (laughs) and he dm'd it was pretty awesome so like sources in slovenia reaching out two people give us uh, some inside info which was pretty awesome but uh, yeah if you're interested in dogs at all do that and then we also did a, uh, a whole thread on mavs moneyball twitter of all of our dogs from mavs moneyball so that's a pretty awesome thread and which is really interesting because we all literally have different breeds of dogs there's like 12 of us and we all have a different breed it's pretty wild i know, I know kirk's dogs. dog hook i see him a lot and you know my dog and oh of course i know laker <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so go check that out on mavs moneyball uh the podcast and everything but all right lucas 2k rating isaac 79 
Too high or too low? I think it's good. Like that's fine. I mean, I don't. I don't understand. Rookies are super hard because they just haven't did anything yet. So yeah. it's like, I mean, as long as those top ones hover around the like seventy nine to eighty mark, like I'm I'm cool with that. I mean, if he came in like a seventy five, seventy or something, I'd be like, mm, I'm not about that. But yeah, I mean, like, what is this NBA Live? Yeah, NBA Live. See NBA Live. Live always had. I used to play NBA Live like when I first had a, a system, and it was. Uh, they always ranked rookies so low, like so low. You'd come yeah. in and you'd be like, "Oh, I'm excited to play with this guy." He'd be like a 72. You're like, oh, "Come on, like <laughs> can't even use this guy." <laughs> and the thing with 2K is they update their game like once a week, so it's like yeah. Luca comes out and has like two crazy weeks. He's gonna be like an 83 like in two weeks. So yeah. I don't really get too up in arms about ratings. I, th- I do think it's fun. it's it's previous players. Those are the ratings I care about, like seeing that LeBron's a 98 or like yeah, and not a 99 or like who's higher. Like was Steph it Giannis the, is like a 94? Yeah, something like those are the players I care about looking at. I think it's cool and funny. Yeah, uh, the other rookies I have in front of me, Aiton just came out. I think today he's a 79, same as Luca's. Huh. Uh, Bagley is a 78, so the top three picks there are right around the same. Last year, Lonzo and Markel both were ranked 80s, and Tatum mm. was a 78. So I think uh, okay. lo- maybe a little overcorrection there because I think Luca's better than both Lonzo and Markel. Yes. There's a lot of people better than Markel right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> we yeah. don't even know. We Markel's don't know not Markel. an 80 now. <laughs> That's for sure. 80 minus 20. So, yeah. All right, when we come back, Isaac and I will discuss the NBA Africa game with Harrison Barnes and uh, a comment from Luca that I found fascinating. Coming up next. All right, Isaac, did you watch any of the NBA Africa game? Uh, I'm going to go with no, I did not. I was um, trying, probably uh, napping. At it. it was early yesterday morning, Saturday morning, Yeah, right? it was early Saturday morning. It was, uh, no, I, I think, just went like at 11 a.m. I kept getting the times wrong because I'm in Eastern time now, and I try to do everything, like present everything in Central time because I know that's where most Mavs fans are. So I think it was, yeah. it was either 11 or noon uh, Central time, and uh, but it was like, I don't know, 7-something p.m. over there. So it was very different. Um, it was interesting. There was, like, literally no guards. Dennis Smith Jr. was supposed to play. He didn't end up making the trip. The only guard that's listed as a guard in the NBA in the game was Evan Fournier. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> for, for Team Africa, which you wouldn't think of Fournier as an African player. But, uh, his, I think he was French. His mom is Algerian. Oh, okay. So... Uh, yeah, Joel Embiid had fun. We had Joel Embiid versus Hassan Whiteside. That was interesting. That's always going to be fun. Hassan Whiteside hit a three in Embiid's face, <laughs> which was wild. Uh, there was a timeout that was was awesome. I posted the video on my Twitter and also on Mavs Moneyball. There's a post for it. But uh, they did a timeout. They get these four, I think it's four kids from Junior NBA, like the uh, Basketball Without Borders kind of thing. And they come out, and the in-game announcer, the Chris Arnold-type guy, walks over to him and goes, all right, you get to pick one one player to play against. You have to score against that player, and you could win 100,000 rand, which is the African dollars. You could win 100,000 rand for the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Which player do you think you could score against? And he puts the microphone right in this little kid's face, and he goes, Joel Embiid. 
<laughs> and so the announcer's totally surprised. He turns around. And he like he's like, Joel, Joel, come here. And so Joel comes over, and Joel's like sitting there, and these four kids like throw some swing passes back and forth like around the top of the key, and they're like, you have to shoot, you have to shoot sometime. And so. Then they pass it back to the kid that called out Joel Embiid. He shoots a shot from the free throw line over Joel and makes it. And he, oh. he raises his fist in the air like he, like he was super happy. He raises his fist in the air and it was like like backpedaling like he was going back on defense. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like such a swag move by this kid. This is on your Twitter? I'm going to go watch yeah, it. Yeah, there's a gif on my, on my Twitter. Uh, it's the funniest thing. I laughed so hard. <laughs> it was so great. Just a couple swing passes. The kid hits a shot, and Joel wasn't wasn't really playing defense. Obviously, he's yeah. seven foot two and has an insane wingspan. That's uh, hilarious. But it was so much fun. Danilo Gallinari, Dan- Danilo Gallinari played for Team World, and he goes into the game and basically is like, "I am not letting Team Africa win this game. No matter how much the fans <laughs> want Team Africa to win, I am not letting." He's kept hitting clutch shot after clutch shot. He ended up with 23, I think. What about Luol Deng? I saw a highlight of Luol Deng catching a shot off the rim and dunking it. Luol Deng is a fine player. I don't know why the Lakers just don't even use him at all. That's (laughs) been frustrating to me, especially when they could have used him. And it's weird because he's like, I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, but like, it everybody talks about how awesome of a yeah, dude he is. Yeah, a great like, teammate and everything. That's why they. That's one of the reasons why they brought him in. And Mitch Kupchak gave him that huge contract and for that long is to help you know these younger guys, and they just don't even use him. Yeah, I don't know. In the NBA, probably it's different, but Barnes finished the game with 14 points, 11 boards. He was three of seven from three. He hit his first three threes, and it was in the first quarter. Within like the first five minutes. We were all getting excited. We're like, Barnes is getting hot from three. And then he missed his neck. <laughs> then he airballed his fourth one. <laughs> uh, he had an assist, two steals, and he played 27 minutes. So he got some pretty good run in the Africa game. Yeah. Uh, it was him and Middleton were like the only guard types <laughs> on the entire team world uh, because Dennis was there and a bunch of other guys. So. You know what would have been really cool? If Luca played in this game. Imagine, that if, been imagine if the ratings, like, ratings would have skyrocketed. Yeah, he's like, oh, I want to play in this game, my first game, and play with the like, exhibition we... game in Africa. Yeah, well, that the, been wild. the entire thing about this game was, uh, and I also posted all this on the the Moneyball post was that they spent a whole week there. So they did this whole week where they did different things. You're seeing the pictures of, you know, Harrison Barnes helped build a house, like rebuild a house for somebody. Joel Embiid, you're seeing him, the wheelbarrow of him carrying bricks around that everyone's using as Benson's <laughs> jokes, which is so great, uh, but. You know, they helped you know rebuild some people's houses and did some things and did some camps and you know, they they did a whole week of stuff and the game pretty much ended the week so it's it's an awesome event uh, it's pretty awesome to see the NBA getting involved in that way and that's where like Joel Embiid came from and like Pascal Siakam they came from from games like that where they went they went to a basketball without borders type camp and they you know are now pouring back in their community so it's awesome it's awesome to see yeah that I mean just following along Barnes like. You know, Bob Barnes is just an awesome dude, and seeing everything he's doing over this week. I know he took his wife and different people over there, and just I mean, they're still there now doing some things. So it's been it's been cool. This is one of the coolest things that the NBA does during the off season. Yeah, is this Africa game? Yeah, and you remember that Dirk played in the game last year. This yeah, was, remember last year was the Dirk and uh, Porzingis team up that everybody oh, yeah, was excited yeah. about. Uh, so yeah, so that's what's up with that. When we come back from the break, let's take another break right now. When we come back, Isaac and I will clear up the roster. We'll tell you 
who stays and who goes. And I stay or should I go now? Dun, 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 dun. I don't know whether to put that at the be- in the in the break or outside of the break. <laughs> All right, we're back. All right, Isaac. The Mavericks made a whole bunch of moves. Uh, the roster right now stands at a questionable twenty-two players. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, but it's not official. So this is what's official right now. The Mavericks have officially made the trade with the Rockets. Uh, Isaac, do you want to tell them what the official deal was for? Uh, pretty much is just hey they got some extra uh, cap they or cash they made a trade with Houston uh, they got Unwaku from Houston and um, Houston's just cutting off their luxury tax and uh, just cleaning up some space open up a roster spot in return they they get the ability to swap second round picks in 2020 Dallas owns Golden State's 2020 second round pick. They just get to swap it between Houston. It is protected 31 through 39. So if Houston's second round pick in 2020 ends up at like 33, they'll still get Golden State's. Dallas will. But if Houston's ends up at like 45, then Dallas will move up to 45 compared to like 55 uh, and take Houston's and the Houston's will get Houston will get Golden State's at that point. It's just super small, tiny deal. I think Shams already said that he's going to be waived from Dallas. Yeah. Um, it's not official yet. So right now, Unwaku counts as part of the roster at this moment. Yeah. So like at this moment, we're recording this Sunday night around like 9, 9.30. There are 19 players under, under contract for the Mavericks with three more uh, verbally committed to and Ingram, uh, Brokoff, and Devin Harris. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where we are with that. The uh, That pick could be kind of interesting, that 2020 pick, because that second-round pick, because Houston could be bad in 2020. <laughs> you know, they still have these these big contracts. They're, they have Harden's huge contract that will be in there. They have Chris Paul's that will keep going up. Uh, Chris Paul will be older by then. Maybe they get rid of you know uh, a guy like Ryan Anderson by then. But if they don't, they have this huge contract for him. Then they have Clint Capella's. That's a rising contract too. So it's going to be hard for them to to make improvements. Uh, Chris Paul, obviously, like we said, will be older. So that pick could be decent. I mean, I still think they'll be in the playoffs and everything with Harden. But you know, could be like a forty-five, like you said. Yeah, it's still weird because even if they like did suck. I mean, they, that pick would be in the 30s, and Dallas still wouldn't get it. So, yeah. like, in a in a perfect world, uh, they'd be, like, middle of the pack. The pick would land, like, 40, 41, and Dallas would move from, like, Golden State's pick at 55 or 58 to up to, like, 40 or something in the second round. But, yeah, yeah, I don't think they'll be terrible. Like, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs or anything. But Yeah, so, I mean, it'll be – I mean, it's just a small, tiny move, especially with Dallas looking like they're going to um, wave on Wakun. They pretty much just got some cash and opened up that possibility to swap the pick in a few years. Yeah, but we've seen what you know tiny second round moves can do. Last year, the Mavericks traded their, you know, the fifty fourth pick, which ended up being Shake Milton for uh, for two picks. <clears throat> excuse me, two picks, and they got Ray Spalding and Costas. So, you know, and we're we're yeah. excited about both those guys. Yeah, and it's and it's just one of these deals that's like, hey, you have. Um, relationships across the league, and yes. you never you, you build these relationships by these tiny deals like this. We we were talking before the pod, like Jared Utah last year when Houston was trying to acquire all of these like super cheap players yeah. to match uh, salary to send to, to Clippers 
for Chris Paul. They just, you know, pretty much put this conference call across the league and said, "Hey, who can you just send us for nothing?" And uh, <laughs> so you know, we teams, can send a thousand players to the Clippers. Yeah. So like, and it, it's stuff like that that you build these relationships and do these small moves to help out other GMs to where you know it comes in play when you're negotiating or whenever it's your turn to hey i need help with something like hey take this little deal whatever and like you kind of in each other's good graces kind of so yeah it's whatever yeah help out daryl morey and maybe daryl morey will help you i don't (laughs) i don't have a good feeling about that sentence i just said Uh, okay so like isaac said the only unsigned guys that have agreed are devin harris ryan brokoff uh and dante ingram who is who is reported to have signed an exhibit 10 contract, meaning he could potentially turn into a two-way contract. Um, the official guys, obviously with the guys under contract, let's just go through the whole roster. Let's just, for everybody that's, that's tuning in, that's like, I don't know what the roster looks like right now. Uh, our starting five that we think is going to start is uh, Dennis, Luca, Barnes, Dirk, and DeAndre. So we got that group with Wes coming off the bench. That's what we think is going to happen. So obviously you have Wes coming off the bench with JJ, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Salah Mejri, who was officially signed. Uh, so he's official. So that's kind of your next group. Then you have Jalen Brunson, who's on a guaranteed rookie deal. You have Maxi Kleba, who his uh, non-guaranteed date came and went, and we didn't hear anything about it. So <laughs> we're assuming that he's officially signed. He was, you know, po- he's been posting Instagram pictures of him at. Uh, he was at Cuban's birthday. He was working out with Salah in the Mavs training facility. So we're assuming he's going to come back. And then Ray Spalding, who is a, uh, a guaranteed contract, so he's officially signed. So the only guy, the only two guys we think are going to actually make the real roster that aren't signed are Devin and Ryan Brokoff, who I think be in like that third group. Uh, then you have your two two-way spots, which are right now Costas, Antetokounmpo, and then Daryl Macon who was recently signed. Isaac, you want to tell everybody about Daryl Macon? Stop it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> he's a 6'3 guy that can he can really shoot. Like He's a really, really good shooter. So I just caught back up on the map stuff over the past <laughs> like 24 hours. Um, I, the only thing I'll have to say about the Macon thing, and even the uh, Miller-McIntyre or McIntyre-Miller, um, yeah. I haven't got to really Miller-McIntyre, yeah. dive into them uh, yet. I will this week, but... My only thing with them is it makes me ask this one question. Are we trying to find another Yogi? So yeah, they both kind of resemble Yogi in that sense of like, hey, let's see if we can find another Yogi type. But <clears throat> yeah, keep on going with your laying out the roster thing. Yeah, so we have uh, then we have what I call the training camp guys. So we have these training camp spots right now. There's there's five training camp guys that are you know kind of signed right or that are either signed or unsigned right now. And uh, we need to basically whittle it down to three. <laughs> so we think two of these guys won't be on the roster. One of them is Onwaku, who, by the way, Onwaku was the center for the – Didn't was he a Louisville guy? Yeah. He, he was, was a Louisville guy. Then he was a Rockets guy. He's the guy that, that shoots underhand on free throws. <laughs> I actually didn't mind. I, I didn't mind him. I don't mind him now. I think he's a, a nice little flyer for somebody. I think the idea of going to, like, Salah over him signals – like, signals more – like you want a solid type bat like coming off the bench for like a playoff team when like do you think there's anything and I've seen this on Twitter do you think there's anything with the Salah played with Luca we thing? talked about this a while do back you think there's um, anything with that because remember we've talked about how we talked when we talked to Salah during the season he played with Luca with Madrid and he you know it was like one of Luca's first seasons or something he was I think he was 15 or something when when Salah played with him but yeah. um 
But yeah, do you think there's anything with that? Maybe even language barrier, like there's just like any kind of thing. Do you think is with that? Um, I wouldn't put too much into it. I think a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, maybe. Um, Salah and Nick can back this up. <laughs> is not the role model like type that you probably. Want I, would, I don't know. I would put it that way. <laughs> um, like it's not a you know it's not one of those things of like a Luol Deng. <laughs> Um, hey, we're going to keep him around because it's that. It, it's not like that to where the Mavericks are saying, oh, cool, we'll keep Salah around. They can be like best buds and hang. he can hang out with Salah and Salah will just like be his big brother mentor the whole season. Yeah. I don't think it's like that, but I, I think I could see a type of thing of like just a little bit of that similarity. Like there, it is going to be a, a shock for Luka and just adjusting and everything and having that extra guy that you have played before with and that does speak your language and stuff there there's a little bit added to that yeah there there is maybe something with just at least some familiarity he's coming into a, you know a whole new country whole new everything at least somebody that's been there that's you know been on your team there's at least one point of contact there uh, yeah and, but it's not the reason why salah's back so like, no I wouldn't, no no, no not, i don't think so either like they like salah's like no, no, I'm not going to like go back on my word. Like I thought Salah was gone for sure, especially like his relationship with Rick and like just all of that. When heading into the offseason, I thought he was gone. But, you know, he's back. On his terms, by the way. On his terms, yeah. That's what, yeah. And like he's back. He he does give you that uh, you know, we love him. We talked about we talked about him all the time. He's he's so entertaining. But like he does give you that grit and just that I don't give a crap about anybody. And he is the perfect like big man that I would want coming off the bench in the playoffs to say, Hey, go get right with somebody. Like he's going to talk it. He's going to challenge anybody. And I just tweeted out something a few days ago, whenever his assigning went official. And cause I remembered when I talked to him about Deandre and whenever him and Deandre exchanged words this past season. And I, I posted a screenshot of the article. I had dug it back up when him and DeAndre exchanged words and was like, yeah, DeAndre told me he was going to get me next time. And I told him I'll be there next time and <laughs> like all this stuff. And now they're obviously teammates and DeAndre can get him in practice, but and, no, and, he's, and probably will. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's good to have Salah back. So that's, that's official. And yeah, I would, I really think he makes the roster. So you don't think he makes the roster? No, I think he does. Oh, I know yeah. I'd, I'd floated that out before. Of like, I don't know. Even if he does sign, I don't know if he'll make the roster. I think he does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. I think that I think your 15 that I laid out, I think that's your 15. What's your 15? Who's the last few? Uh, oh, Devin and Brokoff? Devin and Brokoff are the last Okay, ones. so so here's, here's the thing. With Spalding, Brunson, Kleber, and uh, the regulars. And the regulars. So... Okay. But don't they have to cut somebody else though, right? They have to cut a couple more guys. So you have Ding, who is uh who's signed to a training game spot. You have Terry Larier. Uh Larier? La Larier. However Larier? you want to pronounce it. Larier. We call him Larier. Terry Larier, uh Cody Miller McIntyre, Dante Ingram, and then Unwaku, who is gonna be waived. So there's one spot taken off. So now between the four guys, Larier, McIntyre, Ding, and Dante Ingram. You have to take out one of those guys, and I think one of those guys will be gone. I think it's one of those guys. But well, here's the deal: you can only take twenty to camp. Right. So, so right now, of, yeah, you get right. 
Go ahead. Yeah, so like here's the thing. Right now, we're verbally committed to 22 people. So once Nwaku becomes officially waived, then they'll sign Devin. So that takes it down to – so then you're swapping out them two. Nwaku is an official roster, pot, roster spot right now. You swap him out for Devin for the most part. So then you're sitting at 21 verbally committed to players. They just signed Ding. They just signed Larrier. They just signed Miller McIntyre. So then it comes down to the Exhibit 10 to Dante Ingram. Unless they just say, hey, we're not going to sign you now, um, something has to happen. You know, because, well, then, I mean, Brokoff too. But Brokoff has already, like, posted stuff on his Instagram wearing Mavs gear, flying, different stuff like that. So let's well, just. Ass- he was flying in, ba- he was flying to Bali. He was, he was going on vacation. <laughs> um, but like let's let's just assume Brokov's in there, or whatever. Yeah, I you think can he only, is. You can only take twenty to camp, or you can only have. That's the thing. You can only have twenty players on your roster at one time. So before they sign Brokov and Ingram, they have to do something else. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they gotta get rid of one more guy. If Unwaku's yeah. gone, they gotta get rid of one more. So let's just say let's say they swap out Unwaku and Harris. Then you're setting at 19. Let's say they sign Brokoff. Then you're at 20. That's what you can take into camp. But, like Shams reported, they got the Dante Ingram deal. So, in order to sign him to that Exhibit 10, they got to do something with somebody else. And I, you don't, I mean, you assume they're not going to just cut bait with somebody they just signed. And or it's not a real report. <sighs> I don't want to like discredit Shams like that. I mean, I'm not discrediting him. Maybe he got it from an agent who's just trying to to build his stock right now is trying to say, hey, he's an NBA player. I don't know. You want me to pitch something to you? Ooh, I'm excited now that you just – he changed his whole tone. His facial expression. He's smiling. He's ready. What if it's Brokoff over Dodo? Yeah, you've been on this Dodo might might not make the team thing. I think he's I def- just – like when you start looking at the roster and you say if they want to sign Ingram and Brokoff now, then they got to cut somebody. And I don't think they're going to cut Ding, Larry, somebody they just signed. So it, then it comes down to like the rest of the roster, unless they're going to trade somebody, which I don't see them trading Dwight Powell. I don't see them trading JJ, yeah. you know, or any of the guys we talked about. Then it just comes down, and they just like my. If you're if you asked me this before Salah, I would have been like, well, maybe they back out of the Salah thing, you know, and then they signed the other two, and then we're good at twenty. But they just signed Salah, so it's like. Spalding's gonna Spalding's there. So so then it naturally for me it comes down to Maxi and Dodo and it's just like I think roster wise, Dodo makes sense more than Maxi, but we know how much they like Maxi too. So I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if it came down to Brokoff or, or Dorian Finney Smith. Who do you think's a better player right now? That's that's super hard because I like we just I mean They're I've just so watched different. I've just watched synergy and stuff of Brokoff and like I no, haven't like. I was saying Dodo and uh, Kleber. Oh, um, that's tough because we just watched Dodo in summer league. We haven't seen Maxi since the end of last season. If I had to pick one, I'd pick Finney Smith over Maxi just because of how the roster's laid out. Yeah, just because he's a, a wing that can defend for sure. His sh- his jumper. I don't know if it's ever coming around, but Maxi we, we know can shoot. <laughs> yeah, I'll, and my whole thing with Maxi is like I, I like him and stuff, but you're gonna have to play him over somebody. And right, like yeah. you're playing him over Spalding, Dwight Powell, Salah. Yeah, we're not I going. Mean, we're this is not the season where we play Dwight Powell at three. 
No. <laughs> which Please has no. happened before in lineups. Remember the remember the giraffe gaff lineup? The day ones no. were oh, remember gosh. the giraffe gaff lineup. <laughs> yeah, so uh so yeah, I'm just saying I I have no like intel on that. I'm not saying like, hey, I know some blah blah blah. No, he um didn't. I'm just like throwing that out there to where if if it came out like in the next few days, Dallas trades Dorian Finney-Smith to a random team we like they did Motley. The, we just saw this happen today with Sam Decker. We just saw Sam Decker get traded from the Clippers to the Cavs, and I think Sam Decker's like a solid player. Like, yeah, I was really surprised they just traded. We even him mentioned space. him when we were talking a while back. We mentioned him because I hadn't yeah. wrote down one of my notes. Is like. A potential roster cut wing or somebody you could just like trade for for nothing and yeah i mean it looks like he's pretty much gonna go somewhere for nothing so that's what it's like going to cleveland which i think is is interesting trade because i think he's really a four people play him at three but i think he's really a four so like him and larry nance are kind of redundant (laughs) i like him over nance at the three for sure oh at the three yeah but nance is more of a four five but so it could come down to something like that to where Hey, like, like I was eating breakfast with uh, one of my buddies yesterday and talking about baby stuff, whatever. And he went to Baylor and he was like, man, I can't wait to see what Motley does for y'all. I'm like, mm. <laughs> well, he's not, he's not here anymore. And kind of explained his situation to him where we had to, you know, we sent him off somewhere. That I'm not saying it will happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if one day this week it came out, you know, Dallas trades, Jordan Finney-Smith, blah, 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 for cash and a pick swap or something. And, you know, that opens the way to sign – Ingram and broke off and whatever. Yeah, because it, it's going to be, yeah, people are going to be. I think people are going to really want broke off to get some minutes because the dude can light it up from downtown. Light it up, yeah. He can light it up for sure. I'm surprised he wasn't in the league before now. Yeah, me too. I have to dig into that why he hasn't. Because he's what 26, 27, and it's and, and from his Instagram post and from just you know some of the tweets and stuff, it doesn't seem like he was holding out like he didn't want to come you know what i mean like yeah it seemed like it was a dream come true and he'd been working so hard to get to this point and you just wonder you know how that happened but yeah because guy shot 50 percent from three one season (laughs) jeez anyway all right there you go that's where the roster is right now uh that's that was a really good end of the bench slash training camp discussion we just had just now the last the last (laughs) <laughs> the 18 to you know, 20 <laughs> spots on the roster. <laughs> hey, MFFLs want to know about that. Want they to do. know where the roster stands. They do. So, all right. There you go, guys. Thanks hey, so much hey, for listening to Locked on Mavs. And, uh, yeah. Nick, are you back. tweeting anything about LeBron right now? I, have, I haven't really not tweeted anything about LeBron recently. I actually just tweeted today. I was looking randomly at Larry Bird's numbers. His He had a five-year stretch that was, like, unbelievable. Yeah, but some people out there think that he wouldn't be good in today's NBA. Which he is would be amazing in today's NBA. <laughs> I am not one of those people. I've never been one of those people like Larry Bird suck. Now we would have the same questions about Larry Bird that we have about Luca, like the athletic side of it. Nah, yeah, kind of because the the league just got faster, stronger, all that kind of stuff. But it would also he wouldn't you know have all the back problems and stuff he has now probably. True, better medical stuff. I we haven't talked about the Lakers in a couple weeks. Are you still on board with them being in that like top tier with Golden State and Houston? <laughs> not what I meant. <laughs> I will not accept that. <laughs> How's your son LeBron uh, LeBron Harris doing? <laughs> Stop! Don't you ever don't you ever call my son LeBron? <laughs> Bro, I will say I will say this. You know, obviously, that tweet uh, by. Um, 
our president. Our by, president. By 45. My thing about LeBron, obviously I'm not the biggest fan of LeBron. Um, just his antics on the court and just different stuff throughout the years. Uh, but it's oh, all no, focused. Oh, no, his antics. Oh, <laughs> but no. it's all focused about on the court. And I've always said, like, what this man has done off the court has been beyond impressive. Yeah. From the day he stepped foot or, like, in the NBA, the spotlight that he has and the fact that, like, from being loyal to his wife and, like, the daddy is to his kids from what we see. We don't – I mean, obviously, I don't yeah, – we're not yeah. close with From what we see, like, he's never been in trouble and just all the Like, not charities. even close. Yeah, like, like not even no a scan- report like, like LeBron James was seen at, you know, like nothing. Yeah, like, we've never even had, like, a Kobe situation with him. And so, like <laughs> – Yes, like that. We've never seen anything uh, like that. Uh, but no, like you can never say anything <laughs> about LeBron like off the yeah, court. I mean, right. I, I, the decision, I, I guess what? that's off the like, court. Well, that's like, the only thing people can yeah. ever bring up. And that's the dumbest thing. That was yeah, like a so PR. Like, that was like a bad PR decision. Okay, cool. Like that's so my stupid. That was my whole. He did like, it in front of the boys and girls club. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jeez. If you want to go after LeBron and like things about like on the court and stuff, okay, cool. Like I make my fair share of jabs yeah, yeah. at him on the court as a player. But when you question his like his intelligence and in, like, like he's dumb or something, that that was just a ill advised move <laughs> and uh, just a stupid. I mean, just, it was just dumb. And so yeah, there's your uh, there's your segment of me uh, taking up for LeBron. That's not, it's him. it's not just dumb. I'm gonna take it a step further and. We don't ever get into conversations like this in the podcast, but that comment was racially charged. It really was because he called out Don Lemon from CNN in the same tweet. And the guy is like, our president is not a great individual as a human, <laughs> like morally and ethically as a human. Uh, whatever you want to say about his business acumen or, you know, whatever he's doing. And, you know, my grandparents give me the whole spiel about it, too. But <laughs> but him uh, on Twitter, man, like. Like he's a, something else. It's his, just wild that you can be on Twitter and be scrolling through and see like your president of your country. Yeah, um, Isaac and I always joke about who's better, LeBron or MJ, and now like our president is weighing in. I thought that Barack Obama would be the only president to ever talk about who would be better because he was a because <laughs> the guy loved you know NBA, but <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it kind of sucked because like I'm like really you just had to add the like. I like Mike part into it because don't don't do that. Don't, <laughs> like Michael don't, Jordan don't people pull the are goat like, into this. I know don't. Michael Jordan people's like, no, 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 we don't no, want you on our team, bro. Like, uh, I love all the jokes of uh, it was Mike Miller or Mike Dunleavy. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, what one thing I really loved about you know, okay, so he he says that tweet. It was awful. It was terrible. But I love how NBA, the NBA community, you know, NBA fans, NBA Twitter, whatever you want to call them came all out in support of LeBron. Like you like you said, however you feel about him as a player, you know, you come in def- you come to his defense when somebody from outside the community comes and, you know, and attacks him. I yeah, I love that. Because I you know how much it is not easy to be a good human being in our world today. And like the choices that he's made and Gosh. like I know he's a millionaire and like all this different stuff, whatever. But like for him to go this long and to not be in trouble and to be this family man and to do all these charity and stuff, like all this stuff, like there are like the percentages are very tiny, tiny, tiny that that happens again of, of 
making these choices in your life to live the way he has, like that is very, very impressive. And like, I would never downplay that. Like you can't downplay that. That is a very like mad props to you, bro. Like to, to living your life that way. He's obviously he's made his share of mistakes like we all have, but I just, I feel like we don't praise people enough for making good decisions and we always just jump on to be like find people who mess up for the one time they mess up or whatever it is, and we characterize people by that. But he is exemplified like what like anybody going into being a professional athlete, you look at it and be like, This is the biggest star of this generation. Look how he's handled himself off the court. This is like who you be. And it's impressive. <laughs> It is. All right, there's our two cents. I know you didn't ask for it, but there you go. <laughs> there's our, you, you asked for our thoughts on the NBA because we, we warn you. So, All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. We'll be back Wednesday and Friday, probably this week, talking NBA over-unders. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>